So in this kind of season of time, there's really not free time to like plan or, you know, write a script for something or anything like that when it comes to podcasting (laughs) in my life. Um, I have three little ones and my mind is racing to so many different thoughts all the time. And so I thought, you know what, I have thoughts and I want to get them down and I want to say them out loud and I want to think through them. Um, so it's just going to have to look a lot different than what I originally had envisioned for this podcast. When, when I started it, it really was a way to, um, get myself to see my own blind spots, um, see what I'm not thinking through correctly, because obviously you say anything publicly and people are going to respond. They're going to have an opinion about it. They're going to tell you about it, um, for better or for worse. But in most instances, this can be, it can be a really good thing because, um, just like Proverbs says, someone who's willing to take a rebuke is wise. Um, even if the rebuke is not valid, um, it helps you to think through it and, and reason and to consider, um, the, the rebuke or the response that you were given. So that was one of the first visions for the blind spot podcast, but the other was for other people to think through their blind spots because I think there there was a lot of things going on and there's a lot of things going on in evangelicalism that really need to be talked about that Big Eva does not talk about. And I, I didn't even know what that term was. I was like, what's Big Eva? Like, what are we talking about? Um, and then I realized a lot of the people that I had kind of learned from and were following were... Uh, considered Big Eva. And I was wondering why I was wrestling with things that they had been saying and promulgating. And um, so anyway, that this, even this own, my own little podcast has really helped me to um, articulate my viewpoint a lot more clearly and to change my perspective on a few things. So uh, one, one thought that's been on my mind recently I've been making cookies okay and you're gonna think you might be thinking why in the heck are we talking about cookies but um, it all comes down to um, this thought of doing things excellently I grew up in a in an environment that and in a home that is very um, laid back I guess in certain things that we we were never into okay let's let's say it like this my family is okay Okay, they come came from Oklahoma and Texas and the Dust Bowl. Um, they're rednecks. They um, didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, but then my family started to get into like education and um, and then gained more wealth and um, now is probably now is would be considered middle middle class. Um, so growing up though, possessions that we had were not high end, I guess you would say. Um, I, I was interested in doing a lot of things, but not necessarily doing anything super well. So, um, I would, for instance, I I was a swimmer, but I didn't really care about becoming that good. (laughs) I I wanted to make friends more than anything else and hang out with people and chat. And, you know, that's all good and dandy, but um, 
I never really had a craft or, ha or, or focused on anything to make my own and do really well. Um, so I got kind of into sewing a little bit and I got into, what were some other things I was into? Oh, sewing, uh, gymnastics, um, I was an ASB, I was, you know, I was involved in so many things growing up, but I didn't ever focus my attention on one thing in particular. And if I know something about God, I know that he, everything he does, he does excellently, he does wonderfully. And so I started making these cookies, right? I started making cakes. And actually it all started when my son was turning two, my oldest was turning two, and I was like, I wanna I wanna do something like fun for his birthday. Okay, let's like let me make a cake. And I was and he was into cars as a lot of little boys are. And I know there's some people out there saying girls are too, but it's primarily a boy thing. And um, so I saw a couple options and I was like, what do you like? What, you know, what are these cakes do you like? And, and we landed on, um, he kind of wanted a fire truck. And so I made this fire truck cake and it turned out like really good because I was like, I want to make this really good. I don't want to make this like crappy version of it. And so it turned out really good. I mean, a professional would look at it and be like, okay, there's a lot of technical difficulties here, but I put a lot of time and effort into it. And then I thought, yeah, this could be fun. I could make it like a thing for like all my kids' birthdays. Like the, the thing that I focus on isn't necessarily like having a huge party or um, getting them a cool present, but like making them a really cool cake. You know, I could, I could like refine that skill. And so it became a thing. And this last birthday I made, and I've ended up making a lot of vehicles, go figure, but um, this last birthday I made a monster truck cake and it turned out really good. I was like, wow, that looks really nice. And so I started thinking like, hey, there, I, I used to be so pragmatic in nature that I thought cakes, making things pretty, like it's not, it's not a practical skill, I guess you'd say, where it's not like an essential. Like if you don't have a pretty cake, you can still eat, you can still live. But there's something to being a woman that is attached to making things beautiful. Um, or I should say there's something to making things beautiful that's attached to being feminine. And I started thinking about that. But yeah, guys make things beautiful. But if you just think about um, the role of men and women and kind of, you know, look into houses, um, Christian houses, you know, across the world. What you notice is the, the man, you know, makes sure every, and, and I'm really generalizing here, but if we're looking at just the, the God-given roles, the man is the leader. He makes sure everyone is fed. He makes sure everyone is clothed. And the woman makes the home, right? She makes it what it is. She sets the tone. She she um, sets the scene, she sets the atmosphere and the environment. And it made me think about everything I do, even when I think it's trivial, when I think it's um, unimportant, if I think uh, this, you know, it's not really that important to, you know, pick out pajamas for my kids, or it's not really that important um, to get up and make the same food every day, or um, to, um, make bake a cake or to set the table and I started thinking about it in terms of doing it excellently like everything I did I was going to do as what 
um, Colossians 3 says, as if I was working directly under God's authority. Like he was there watching me and I wanted to do it to please him, not because he was waiting for me to mess up and correct me, but because it was pleasing to him to see him use my gifts. And so I have really delighted in that reality lately that God does everything that he does excellently and that everything I do, even if it's not the same skill or I don't have the same gift as another woman, instead of trying to capitalize on and do everything as well as everyone else, I would rather do, and this is definitely a biblical concept, do what God has or take what God has given to me, like his talents, like the parable of the talents, and use them and multiply them for his pleasure and for everyone else's pleasure. It pleases people. Think of when you walk into a home and someone, okay, let's say someone's thing or let's say your thing is decor. Okay, let's just pretend. Some people are, this is not their thing and that's okay. But let's say your thing is decor and someone has, um, arrange the pillows and blankets and lit the fire and has candles and nice smells and you walk in and you feel welcomed into that environment. Everything's kind of warm and cozy. That's what you can do for people. That's how you can bless people in ways that you might think is trivial. It actually touches somebody's heart. It actually speaks um, affection and goodness and love to someone. Whereas in by, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I'd think, well, that's nice and that's fun, but it's just not necessary. And that's so not true. The glory of a man is a woman. Uh, and she makes things beautiful. She makes life almost in a sense, and I, I don't want this to be overemphasized, but she makes life in the home worth living. It makes it its own personality. It makes, um, um, a place and a home warm and inviting and good. And so I get, I think my encouragement in this to myself and to anyone else who's listening is whatever you do, whatever you're going to do, um, do it excellently. What are you good at? What do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? Um, don't try to make yourself like something that you really hate. Um, do you like cooking? Do you like cleaning? Do you like, um, uh, writing cards for people? Do you like to, to go on a walk in the neighborhood and say hi to people? Do you like reading a book out loud maybe to your kids? Well, do that really well. Put everything into that when you do that. Um, don't get caught up in all the what what skills do I not have? What skills do you have that can be used to bless others? So that's, that's a thought that's been on my mind and um, it's been really exciting for me because now I can really focus on things that God has made me naturally gifted in and I can put a lot of my time and thought and energy into it to, um, to bless other people. So I hope that blesses you also today.